Welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. What's up, Sarge? Welcome back to another day, another week. Oh my goodness. How's everyone doing? Bro, the internet exploded. Dude, there was like nothing happening, and then there was a bunch of stuff that happened, right? And I I texted you the other day. I was like, did you see the new trailer for Borderlands? Did you see that the, the Joker trailer that popped up? Did you see this? I like I just launched you a bunch of stuff. I was like, oh my God, there was just a, a crap ton of stuff. Uh, those of you that don't know uh, what Generation X Gaming is, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're live here on Mixer at 8 p.m. Easterns on Thursday nights. This is episode 165. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and all the other audio formats that you would like to listen to. Make sure you follow us, subscribe to us, hit the heart button, the star button, whatever other button there is everywhere across the plateau of uh, of audio podcasts. I appreciate you listening to us after the fact. If you want to listen to us live, it's mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the Anthem debacle, which I have to say, even though I played 300 hours of it, I said there was something wrong with the game when I first started playing with it. And... Lo and behold, it shines its head out uh, of the crack, okay? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Epic that Game might, Store. That might be the whole thing, bro. It, no, that, honestly. That, that, it, might be the whole, that might be the whole thing. The, the whole show. Uh, the Epic Store uh, debacle that's going on with people. There, there's literally people protesting. Um, I feel like the Epic Store right now is like the Captain Marvel in the video game industry. Like the Epic Store, everyone's just hating, hating on the Epic Store and... I want, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about Borderlands 3. We're going to talk about Bungie and the leak that from Non the Nine, uh, which this is good, right? This is a good leak because the leak that he says we actually predicted four years ago on October 15th, episode 19, 19 of making a PVPVE solution back in October 15th with Lono on the show. All three of us talk about it. It's an absolute blast. So I suggest you guys go back to episode 19 and listen to it. I'll tell you where the the cutoff is uh, when we start talking about it. But that's five years ago. Well, four years ago. Four years ago, soon to be five, by the time September comes out, and if there is another thing, could be six years by the time Destiny 3 comes out, and it is an actual fact. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're talking about. And if we have time, uh, Jason Schreier also wrote a, another report on top of the Anthem report that got submitted and uh, and aired today from the New York Times about talking about video games uh, is a dream job and that it needs to be part of the union, like they need to unionize. So that's on the agenda today. How's everyone doing in chat? I appreciate you guys coming out. I apologize. Uh, I've, I was on my deathbed for the last three days. I've been sleeping comatose. Um, and now I'm back. There's no stream after this. It's just the podcast. I'm going to pass out, uh, and that's about it. So let's get to it. So 
All right, so like, I'm I'm all anxiety over this. Like, we've got to ease into this. All right, so all right, so just go ahead. We're talking and about introduce, anthem. Introduce introduce the <clears throat> the the anthem thing. Yeah. Nice and slow. Go ahead. Okay, so those of you that don't know, uh, Jason Schreier, who works for Kotaku, uh, wrote an article. It's a lengthy article. I haven't got through all the whole thing yet. I, I got through it. Half. It took me a little over an hour. Okay, to comprehend everything and read it. It's a long, lengthy, a lengthy thing. Yeah, I watched I watched multiple videos of other people's opinions and stuff, uh, uh, their take that took bullet points from it as well. Um, so we'll talk about those right now. Now, here's the thing. When we started playing, or I should say when I started playing Anthem, I started playing on the VIP demo on the PC. I played that for the weekend. Then we waited a week, and then we got it to the open beta, played that. Now, I did say that the game has a good core, and we'll see what happens with the game when it comes out, right? Then I got it the week early on PC, played it for a week. Then I played it again two days early on Xbox. Then it came out for Xbox, and I've been playing it on Xbox ever since day one. Stopped about two weeks ago. Uh, I've, I've popped back in twice since then, since of uh, a couple of updates. Now, Anthem was in development for seven years. Seven years. We'll just say six to be nice. No, no. Just, just I'm say saying six. seven because that's fact. 2012 is when it, it, it came in, and it launched in February of 2019. Okay? The game was in pre-production. Now, I've talked about this on other podcasts before, right? I said video games are very hard to make. Okay? I said it takes three to five years to make a game. Three to five years to make a good game. Five to seven years to make a great game. Okay? Now... Five to seven years. This is in that five to seven year category, okay? Meaning this game should be phenomenal. It should be a Red Dead. It should be a God of War. It should be one of these games that you're just like, holy shit, this is amazing. And the core of this game is amazing. And once I tell you, you'll be like, wow, they did it in that long? And you'll be like, that's really surprising. But it's also an effing lie the entire time we've been playing this, right? And this is why me and Sarge have always said, do not pre-order a game, right? Now, I play the games, and I play the games so you can see the games and make your decision based on what you see me and other streamers. I would do. I would hope they do the same. I know a couple of guys that buy it, so you can make the decision if you want to get the game. Now, there's no, de- there's no denying that if you're having fun with Anthem, you're having fun with Anthem, and that's cool, okay? But you have to now admit to yourself, even with spending the $60, okay, that this game is an unfinished game because now it's fact. Now it is fact that the game is not finished. Now, game was in pre-production for five years from 2012, okay, to 2018, okay? was well, in pre- 17. No, 2018 pre-production, okay? In 2017, E3 is when they realized what their vision was. So what you saw at E3 2017, that was whole the first trailer, time that the developers saw it. The developers saw it and they were like, "Oh, I see what we're making now." Right? Think about that for a second. 5 years ahead of that, okay? They got to, right? They got to E3 and they did were like, "Oh, I see it now." They went through so many problems. Now, the pre-production ended in 2018. And they only had one mission done. One mission. 
pre-production, five years, game wasn't even created yet. They had one mission done, and that's what you saw at E3, okay? Now, they were working with the Frostbite engine that EA made them use, okay? The Frostbite engine is a terrible to work with, they said, uh, for this type of game, for an RPG. So many things had to be made remade from scratch. Now, if you're looking for the Frostbite engine for Battlefield, for, for Battlefront, right? Those first-person shooter games, fantastic. Now, I didn't know this. I didn't know FIFA switched over to the Frostbite engine, okay? But FIFA now is part of the Frostbite engine. They redid that whole game with Frostbite, okay? So, now... EA slash BioWare's teams were pulled constantly to different locations, okay? Meaning it was poorly managed, okay? Five years, guys. Five years it took them for pre-production. Think about the game that we got, okay? They created the game with 12 to 16 months. That's less than what Destiny did. 12 to 16 months... Okay, and that's not rebooting it. That's literally creating it from scratch 12 to 16 months. So five five years they sat on there. Can you imagine if you're the head of EA at that time? What was it? Andrew was it Andrew? No, it's Patrick uh Soderlin. Patrick Soderlin. He walked in and was like, Hey, so what do you guys got? Oh no, we're still working on it. We're we really got some good textures, we're really working on things. All right, cool. Let me know. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back in a couple of months, right? He comes back in a couple of months. He comes back and sits there and then goes, all right, what do you guys got me? Well, we're really working on, look at the wire framing and stuff here. It looks great. Oh yeah, that stuff looks great. Okay, so what do we, what do we, about, about three, three months away? No, nah, a little longer than that. They keep going, keep going. Five years go by. Soderlin comes in and says, show me what you got. Okay. And he, didn't like it. he sits down and plays it and says, this game sucks. He, he said like sucks. It. Now, you might not like Patrick, okay, for all the shit he did, but he said this game absolutely sucks. They didn't have any flying in it, right? They built levels, okay, that had flying in it, and then they took the flying out, right? So they had to remake the levels because why are you going to make a level with, with flying and then take it out? There's, there's no reason to build those levels. And, and don't forget there was flying in originally, and then they took the flying out. Correct. And then they had to put the flying back in. And then back they back in. in, right. So the guy had to redo the level. They had to redo the levels both ways. Exactly. Right. So they had to remake it. Can you imagine being I'm getting anxiety just picturing thinking the guy it. thinking if I'm the guy that's making the, the world and you're like, hey, 30, uh, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Oh, oh, by the way, you need to make this stuff again because we're flying again. Oh, OK, cool. I'll, I'll make it. And then you sit down there and you start you start producing the flying thing and they come back a couple months later and like hey, 30. Um, we need to take out the boards with flying in it. You're like. Okay, yeah, all right, cool, I got that. I'll I'll, I'll work on that. And they start taking the stuff out and reworking the math. And then they come back a couple of months later, and they're like, hey, uh, you need to put those things back in. The dude's probably like, you know what? I'm fucking out, dude. I'm out. I'm out. So that's another bullet point. They just kept pulling people from left to right. They were pulling people from other games like FIFA to help to help them out, okay? Now, they couldn't play their own game. While they were making it, they could not play their own game. Servers were down. It was unstable. It was so bad that the studio couldn't even play their finished builds, okay? Because no one knew where it was going or what it was happening. And there were so many bugs, and it took so long to fix it that they decided 
to not fix it at all, right? Because they had no idea what was going on. Now, the mission was the initial, okay, that two mission, the two mission in the game that everyone complained about, I didn't complain about it because I play differently than 98% of the population on planet Earth because I literally search everywhere, go everywhere, do everything. So I didn't have a problem. But if you played the story and just played the mission after mission after mission after mission, they hit this roadblock. It was a time gate. Right? Oh, man, was it a time gate. Okay? So the two mission was an initial, initially a roadblock on purpose. There were time gates for this mission and would force players to wait days to complete it. Okay? To complete it at all. By then, they took it out before it launched, and it was throttled. Okay, it was supposed to throttle players' movement. They were looking for a way to extend content because they had no content. Okay, so think about this. You're coming out with a online service game, a gas game, games as service, and you're supposed to have constant content, and they had no content. So they decided to take the content that they had in the game and time-gate it for days to slow you down before you can get to the next step in the process for what? To give them time to give more content? Like, it's bad. Like, it's bad. So basically... Well, bad, bad, bad's an understatement. This is, a, this is a, a clear case of mismanagement throughout the whole process. They either lost right. Up and down. leadership, right? Oh, they, they, they lost a lot of Not leadership. Not from bottom up, but from top down. I get it. Listen, we all, listen, we all realize that it's difficult to make a game. Right when you when you when a game comes together and everyone loves the game and it's been out and it's been in working for four or five years, the relief over the staff is incredible. That everyone loves the game. You know what I mean? Like you worked that hard on a product and and then it comes to fruition and everyone loves it. And then it's like a sigh of relief because you're finally over with it. And then before you have to start making the new one, right? right? But if you work your ass off for seven years and you got nothing to show for it and and the and the crew is just battered and mentally broke down. It's like it's it's horrifying because the work conditions that it must be like people don't even want to go to work like you can't you can't be an artist and then hate your job and then have to go to work. Right. It's art. Right. If you're not in if you're not in the right frame of mind, everyone's not working together. It's not jiving. Well, it's not going to come out right. It's just not. OK. Now, the reasons for this are very apparent. They, they, he lists them all. Now, everyone, of course, has going to jump on the bandwagon, going to hate Jason now because he's a journalist. I'm thanking God oh, that he actually did his job. Yeah, he's doing his and job. Just, and told the truth. This is the truth. I'm sorry you're not supposed to see this, people. I'm sorry you're not supposed to see this because everything's supposed to be behind closed doors. They're supposed to hide everything right. from out everybody. Out of sight, out of mind. Great, right? We don't want to know how anything works, and then we and then you want to bitch about it. Well, here here's us knowing after years and years of playing video games, and we when we play a game, we go, this is not done. Everyone's like, no, it's done. It's fun. I, you're, you're just a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I just know I know when I see something that's not done. It's not done. Right. No, no, it's you're you're just a hater, Sarge. Okay, I'm just a hater. So now now that you see the entire black and white footage of what exactly happened, where is this went, where it ended up, and now you can just sit back and go like this. So now do I do I actually believe everything I'm told from from an E3 report or from a uh, an early access vid or whatever they want to tell you that's going on with their product. Should I believe everything that they say now? Everything's everything's roses, right? Everything's fantastic. No, it's not. Okay? This is why the industry has shifted 
from standard operating procedures to microtransactions, okay, and loot boxes and leveled leveled uh, monetary or monetary uh, devices inside of a game because because publishers want to make sure that their ass is covered after that many years of waiting for a product that they make the most money possible on that product now because right. god forbid stuff like this happens okay if, if stuff like this happens often then publishers would be out of business because they wouldn't be able to sell a product you understand what i'm saying here so just by the normal workings that's why the industry is leaning more towards monetary monetarism, monitoring their ah can't speak monetizing their games more harshly right. because they need to make sure they get that revenue. This is how it is, and so now, now that the cat's literally out of the bag, you actually see how long it takes to make a game, what the process is, what can happen to your staff. Staff leaves, staff cracks. You lose people. People walk off. People in the middle of the development cycle walk off, and everyone's like, "It's not a big deal. They'll just find someone else." Do you know? You know, do you know what it is to work in an office environment and have people that can work good together right. and jive together well, and people that just don't? You just can't be throwing people into a pile because they're professionals and expect them. Everyone's going to work really well together. It sometimes just doesn't work. Okay, it just doesn't work. But this is the reality now. Okay, this is the reality. So for those of you who think that it's sunshines and rainbows to just pump out a game and then slap a price on it and have a bunch of people love it or hate it, okay, here's the real deal. Here's the reality of how it's going down, okay? And so now it's up to the consumer to be a little bit more savvy and understand that the days of it just being a game for kids is over. This is a big Business. Oh, biz, biz, okay? Absolutely. This is big business. Lying to your face to make sure that they sell enough copies to cover their nut is what they're going to do to cover their nut. Okay. And the only thing that keeps them afloat is you. You're the one that buys the product. You're the one that buys the, the, the director's cut. You're the one that buys the deluxe, awesome diamond plated edition. Right. You're the one going to hand over $250 for a game you don't even have in your hand yet. Right. Okay, so when, when collectively do we as gamers understand you're supposed to take maybe a day to think about what you may or may not purchase before you throw money at something when you know it's complete and total garbage? So, so answer a couple of things in chat. Um, Electric, I don't even think we paid 60 bucks for the beta. Like we paid 60 bucks to finish their alpha build. Okay, like we're talking 12 to 16 months is not a video game. Okay, that's not even enough for a beta. Now, mind you, mind you, the stuff that they did give us, okay, the stuff that they did give us is amazing. For the 12 and 16 months they have and the build that they did, the game is fun as fuck when you play it, right? Like the stuff that's yeah, there is they fun. They knocked that out. They knocked that out in less than a year. So what right. happens if everything drives together for it, six years? Exactly. What, if, what would you have gotten? If they if they actually put that's why I said the core is really good, but it's just funny to me that they worked on it for seven years, and this is what we got. We got a twelve month, sixteen month build, where it is different than this is different than what than Bungie did because Bungie had a game they worked on for twelve to sixteen months and then they rebooted it. 12 to 16 months so they used assets and stuff from here and, and brought it over to to make it you know flush out 
these guys had nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, as you said, Electric, we did pay $60 to finish their game for them, basically. Okay. Um, also, uh, Fox, I put the link in chat for the Bioware uh, article. Uh, you need to read it. Okay. You really, you really it, need to read it. It literally takes about a, about 45 to an hour to read. Um, very detailed. Jason Schreier had uh, six, uh, 16 to 19 different uh, people that were sources that worked either for Bioware or still work for Bioware from all ranges, high ups that left to, you know, grunts in the, uh, in the trenches. So, uh, another thing is, uh, oh, and another thing, uh, Dupla said that they're not even responding. I thought Bioware's re response to the article was fine, right? The reason that they're, the reason that they're responding the way they are, they're basically got their, their hand caught in the cookie jar, right? And there's no reason for them to come back and be like, well, Susan, blah, 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 that was part of her contract and, and such and such. You know what I mean? They're not pointing fingers at can't, anybody. You can't respond to truth. Right. So they just said, look, everyone that's part of the con we, 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 we stand by everything that we've done, what we did. And I want to go into it just a little bit in depth of working, right? Working conditions. I don't care if you're working at the supermarket, you work at a restaurant, you work at a tax agency, you work on a film set like myself. We've all put in overtime. We've all put in long hours, long weeks, maybe 100-hour weeks. We've all done it. If you're a worker, you know what I'm talking about. You've all been there. I don't care if you're a carpenter or if you're working on the film industry like myself, okay? None of us in any way, shape, or form have any sort of, let me go to Twitter and complain about it, right? Like, I was working at the supermarket. Tom got sick, and I worked uh, 40 extra hours in the week, okay? So I worked 120 hours that week. I didn't go to my newspaper or news channel six and start complaining to them that that's that's what I that's what happened there and they're mistreating me. Now, mind you, not saying it doesn't happen because absolutely it does. Okay, there's people out there that are shitty bosses and shitty owners of companies that drive their people out, and it's just like this. Are you ready? Here's a tissue, right? Here's a, here's a worker. Here's a worker. This worker's burnt out. Okay. Hey, look. There's a fresh worker right there's a there. Fresh worker. There's always okay? somebody. Behind. There's always someone there. Now you could either sit there and take it, and keep working those hours and move on. Okay. And then enjoy what you're doing, or you make the choice. And this is what's great about being a human being in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the great world. Not even the U.S. Right. You could sit there and go. You know what? I don't feel like working 100 hours. I look at in my future. I see where the game's at. And if I have to sit here for another 52 weeks and I might be working four, five more weeks at 100 hours a week, no thank you. I do not want to work like this, right? And then that's your choice. And then you leave. And then you are one of these sources, which is fine, which is great. But you can't say because someone – we talked about this with Red Dead, right? You can't say because someone worked one week out of five years or six weeks out of six years – 100 hours they're mistreating employees that's not the thing right that's not that's not a situation that's the person that's taking the job either takes the job and does what they're supposed to do okay what they're asked of and if they don't like it they'll move on they'll move on they'll move on okay they'll take the next person if sarge can't put the 100 hours in that week where we really need them sarge Somebody i really i really need that flying done by friday well i i can't do it 30 can you do it yeah i'll do it Right. 
because Sarge has got a family and he doesn't want to miss out his kids growing up. So he doesn't take the job. I take the job. I do the more hours. I get a promotion. I get a raise later down the road because I'm putting more hours in. Everyone's like, well, that's not fair. That's, that's just that's called nature, life. That's the nature of the beast. Right. That's, that's just what called it life. Is. You, you can't listen. You can't be mad at the process. This is what the process is because this is what the process has become over time, right? To, you, you guys have to remember it's an idea in somebody's head. Okay, it's an idea in somebody's head, and then three to five years later, it's a working product that's in somebody's hands, and they're existing in the world that they created. Exactly. Okay? This is not an easy task. Nobody is saying that 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 the Bioware is in in the wrong for how they treat employees or what's going on in the company. There are too many cogs in the wheel. Everything has to jive for things to go well. It's a complex thing. It's not just a regular job someplace. Right. It's not like a manufacturing job, like a standard manufacturing job, an assembly line type of process. This is a group of people sitting in a room and ideas are bouncing off the walls and people have to settle in on what ideas are better than another idea. And then how do we make that idea into a model? And then how do we get that model into the engine and how do we get that engine to work? You know what I'm saying? This is this is the game. This is what it is. OK, it's crunch time after all those things get down. And then, yeah. Everybody's got to buckle down because everybody's got to do what it's got to do because there's always a deadline. And everyone keeps saying that they shouldn't keep putting these deadlines on people because the games are rushed out the door. The reason why the games rushed out the door is because Investors. they know you are going to buy it. Right. Okay. It doesn't matter what condition it's in because in your head now, everything can be patched later on down the road. So to the, to the, the publisher, they want a product out the door regardless of the condition because they now have the ability to patch on demand as opposed to having to release a proper product. Right. Okay. So now people want to get mad at like how the game works, not, not, not the game itself, but like, how, how the pro how the process actually works? It's unfair to treat people that way. That's just the way it is. That's, that's any job. That's change, any job across the right. board. If they want things to change, then you guys have to make an effort not to buy into the bullshit. And if they realize that they can't release something in this condition, that they're not going to get any money out of it, then they will hold it back. They'll steal from Peedle to the, the, the EA will take money from one revenue source and pay another revenue source until that product is done. Okay. Instead of instead of releasing it in any condition because that's what has to happen and no matter what the crunch is we're releasing it. it it's this is this is how it is i don't i don't know how any any else to explain it. it you guys have to read the article you have to read the article so right? if you want to know what's going on in reality you have to read the article so one of the things when i played the game i looked at certain things i was like why isn't there a stat log like why isn't there like anything that to look at I was like, who does this in the game? Did they not play test it? And so it seems that no one play tested it. Because in the article, it said, I, it said, how could you make a game like this? I said this, okay. And, and they, they didn't even play test it. And then in the article, it says, well, it's true. They didn't play test it because they couldn't play test it. Okay. Think about that for a second. You have a game, five years in pre production, 12 to 16 months in finished project. Okay. And you couldn't play test your game. So they decide. Think of how shady this shit is. They decide to go live with it after taking pre-orders, and not even pre-orders, okay? A subscription service, okay, for Origins, okay? Selling you a game, selling you a, a goods, okay? Selling you goods that are not even finished, and, you'll, and they'll finish it in within 
another 16 Whenever. or 12, uh, 12 to 16 months, right? So that's another thing. Now, I have to say, this is not EA's fault, okay? No, no, this is not, this is not, this is this not, is not a, EA Bioware right. thing. I'm not assessing blame that way. No, no, this is not EA's this fault. This is the way it is. No, no, no I'm, I'm saying this is not EA's fault for this particular thing. This is majority on Bioware. This is, EA said, hey, look, here's the money. Make the game that you, you pitched us, right? EA's like, we'll, we'll fund it for you. Just make the game that you pitched us. So Bioware's fault with the higher-ups, with bad leadership, they had seven years, and they just threw it away. They threw it away. I don't know what they were doing. Now, Patrick went and played the game in 2017 and thought it sucked, and he said, that's not what you told me you were making. Okay? That's like, okay, great. So they had to rework it. We already talked about E3 2017, okay, was a scam. Was 100% a scam. What you saw there was they a good that were not sold because that's not what we're getting. We might get that game another a year and a half from now, two years from now, because then the game will be in production for three to four years, and then that would make a good game. Okay, so that's another thing. Now, think, listen to this. There were supposed to be multiple cities, multiple cities, multiple outposts, mobile striders, which we saw at E3's trailer, okay? And they decided to save money to do... Uh, what they call it's motion cap, but they also use it as um, I forget what it's called. Um, it, it, it's it they call it P something, but it's it's motion cap basically. They they had the time and they book it into a spot. There's these motion caption studios that they have to put. It's very expensive, very expensive to do this, right? So when you do this, you have to bring the actors in and you have to. Uh, it's called P cap. That's what it's called. Um, so they have to do all the stuff, film it all in one day, and then do it. Well, they ran out of money. They ran out of money. They ran out of time. They ran out of everything. Okay? They couldn't do it. That's why, if you notice in the story, certain people's dialogue doesn't make any sense. Okay? Certain things in the story don't add up. And you're like, well, that's that's strange. Right? It's just out of order. Because they filmed certain things, couldn't finish it, and they're like, eh, let's just put that in there. Right? And that's what they did. So, another big thing that happened, and we talked about this about two years ago, right after... E3 2017, I forget what episode it was, but we talked about one of the head writers leaving, okay? And we're like, well, that doesn't sound good, right? Because it's Bioware, okay? Well, Aaron Flynn is one of the high-ups. He left the company after working there a decade. And not only did he leave, but he took 10 people with him from the higher-ups. Now, imagine this. Why would someone leave in the first place? They saw something happening within the organization and said, I'm out. This was a person, Aaron Flynn, opened up a new studio and took these other people with him because he saw it and made that conscious decision and said, you know what? I'm not putting 100-hour weeks in. I'm not doing that for these people to get nothing out of it, right? I'm not going to get thrown underneath the bus. I'm not going to be that next tissue out of the box, Okay. So he left, he took the head of the art department, head of the animation department, head of the lead department, head of the lead design department, right? All these people worked for Bioware for over a decade. Now, here comes the next thing. If all these people worked there for a decade, and we've always talked about Bioware, it's Bioware making good stories, right? 
this is Bioware's thing. This almost falls in the same thing as, well, Bungie made Halo. Well, the people that work at Bungie now didn't make Halo, right? All those people left. So those people aren't the same people that made Halo, hence why Destiny is not like Halo, okay? The people that made Mass Effect and Dragon Age and all these other things are not the same people that have made Anthem and Andromeda, okay? And this is why you see the changes of the people that came in. Now, I said once this game came out, okay, that this this broke my back for gas games. No, no longer will I ever buy a games as service game. I did buy Division Two, and I'll admit to that. But I bought it for the single. You're a streamer. I bought it for the single player game. Okay, for the story mode and played through it. I enjoyed it, and I've moved on. Okay, but I've never played Division like I played Destiny, like I wanted to play Anthem. The games as service game, the gas games, are a terrible business model. Terrible business model because so far now we've seen three companies. Three companies. Division, Destiny, okay, and now Anthem. All games of service, all unfinished when they came out, all broken up because they only worked on the game for 12 to 16 months. This is your facts now. These are absolute facts. Now, I can't take your fun away from you. You had fun playing the games. Cool. But you have to admit to yourself that we've all were fooled and tricked to buying these games on a on a word of them saying, this is what we're bringing to you. And we paid full price for the game and never got the full product of the game. Right? Never got the full product. So, going forward, like... This, I, I think I'm done with Anthem. Even with the updates. They can come out with updates and stuff like that. Here's the difference between what this game is doing and what Sea of Thieves is doing. Sea of Thieves has never promised us anything, right? Sea of Thieves has always told us straight up, this is what you're getting. It's a pirate adventure. You're in the world. Blah, 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 right? They never showed us stuff that was never in the game. Still the same, though. No, no, it is. But they never showed us a trailer and said, look at all this stuff. Everything they showed us in the trailer way back in E3 was in the game at launch, okay? And now is in the game now. Now, it is the same thing. It's a game as a service. It's Now it's a better game than it was a year ago. But what do we have to do as consumers? I'm asking chat here and the people out on iTunes. What are you going to do, right? If someone just throws a piece of trash out the window, that's eh, no big deal. It's just a piece of trash, one piece of trash. But if everyone throws out, throws out a piece of trash out the window, that's a lot of trash that builds up, okay? And the reason I'm using that example is if one person pre-orders a game, that's no big deal, right? Just one person pre-orders a game. But if millions of people pre-order a game, shows the company, oh, look, all we showed them was this pretty little picture, right? And we have all this money now, okay? And now we can do what we want with it. And it's been proven before, most people either go out of business, right? They lose your money, they lose the vision, they go to something else, they work on something else, right? Ark has done it, right? Ark has done it. Uh, uh, Sky, uh, Star Citizen has done it. All these pre-order games that you look at have done it, have come uncomplete over the last time, right? All of these things have, have been done. Even Borderlands 3 right now, right? We'll talk about that in a little, a little bit. There's pre-orders, right? We're still five months out. Now, five months. The difference is, this is a game. We don't know yet. No, it's a, an included game. 
that we, we know yet. that we think of. It's not a games of service. It doesn't seem like it's a games of service. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. If it is a game as a service, I'm out. I'm out. If it's not a games of service and it's just a Borderlands game, okay, then I'm in. I'm still not pre-ordering. Right? I'm still not pre-ordering. I'm still not giving them money before they finish their game. They have five more months to finish that game and give me a day one patch on day one to finish their game. Right? They had all the money they had up front for all the other stuff they did from the investors they got. We have to put it on the company, okay, to put up the money to finish a game and then be rewarded once they deliver that game at the end and give it to us and say, here you go. Here's the game that we envisioned, that we finished, and that we want you guys to enjoy and play. And then when that day comes, you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to buy that game. I'm, I heard good reviews about it. Play the game. You're like, wow, that's a great game. That's a great game, Spider-Man. That was a great game, God of War. That was a great game. Uh, thanks, Rockstar, for Red Dead. Right? There's like these games that finish stuff, and then they deliver it to you. We've said it a thousand times, and we'll say it a thousand times more. Do not pre-order games. Do not pre-order games because games are not finished. You can see it. I've played for 37 years. I've been playing games since I was three years old. I'm 40. I'll be 41 next month. I've been playing games. So when I play a game and I tell you that this game doesn't seem finished, I'm not just saying that to just be a bullshitter, right? I don't run my own publication and run articles like Jason Schreier. I'm just experienced at what a game is supposed to feel like and be. Right? I'm not blinded. I can like a game and still talk shit about it because there's something missing from the formula that's supposed to be a game. Okay, I, I don't take my opinion and insert it in there and go, well, it's a good game. Anytime someone comes into my channel and says, is this a good game? And I ask them, well, do you like first-person shooters? Do you like third-person shooters? Do you like RPGs? Are you a person that's played this game? Do you like this kind of stuff? I just don't say, oh, yeah, get the game. It's fantastic. You want to get it. It's good. Buy it. Never. Never comes out of my mouth. Never comes out of my mouth. <clears throat> oh, you're talking about real life? I thought you were talking making an analogy. I, I, I just I'm I'm just <laughs> glad I'm glad that somebody finally had the balls to get the information out there. Look, because now because now you finally understand what's going on. You can you can hate Jason Schreier. I applaud I him. him. I applaud him. No, I'm not saying you. I'm just we saying more, people out we there. We need more we need more journalists like him. There there needs to be more journalists like that in the rest of the world, okay, to in investigate what's going on with certain things. If you want to be a blind person and a deaf person and, a, and, and, and just be like, hear no evil, see no evil about your gaming industry. Cool. Just buy your games. Keep buying the stuff. Keep complaining. Keep going on Twitter saying this game sucks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if you actually like what you what you want and you want your money to go towards something instead of just wasting your money, because why would you want to work a hundred hours a week to blow your money on this? Right? Why would you want to work 40 hours a week, 70 hours a week, double shifts, to get one game and then put it in and go, oh, man, that sucked, right? You worked hard for that money. You worked hard for that money, and you should know where your money's going. You wouldn't buy a car without putting if, if the car wasn't built. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy a car if it. People do that now, right? Teslas. People are people are literally in a waiting line, waiting for their they're in a queue, waiting for their car to be finished built. Like you paid up front for a car that's not even done yet. By the time it comes out, it could be obsolete. But here's the here's the other thing about about the whole uh, games as a service model, right? It, it, not done or not done at all, right? Let me ask you guys the question, like just in general, like how long should a game be viable for before either you say I'm done with this game or you're burnt down on this game? That's or it's just it's just we're done, right? We're done. Well, that's like 
We, I, it's I different for everybody. The game, the game is so good that you want to keep playing it. I get it, right? But doesn't there come a point at some point while games are coming out and you're playing your own game, you're in your own little world, that you say, you know what? I think I've had enough of this game. So what's that timeline? Two years? Three years? When when does the line finally say that it's over? That you're done with this game, I'm done, I'm done, and I'm moving on to something else. So basically all the game models now are, well, here's the game we want you to play, but it's never over. You gotta keep coming back. So basically I gotta keep juggling from one game to another that that's run out of content. So I just play this other games as a service until they run out of content and then bounce back over to this. Like, when are you done with the game? When are you done? It's or different. It, it's or, different or, for or everybody. The game though. now is we're never done. We're just going to keep playing the same games over and over again, and not give any room for there to be a die down, so there can be like a, a resurgence, resurgence right. of of interest in that type of game. We're going to just beat the game to death and charge you and monetize you until you're you just so sick of looking at it that you just don't ever buy it again. Like, is that the model now, or, or are we going to do it before where? Can we get a game? I play a game. I finish a game. I move on to something else. Okay. <clears throat> what what what's the story, guys? What are we gonna do? We're gonna just beat the game into submission. Brain, that's the that's the difference though between between me and a person like Jason Schreier. I've always said I don't do game reviews because I don't have any credibility because I'm not a writer. Like if I work for a publication and I give a review and then people like my review and then I do this podcast, people look at it and go, "Oh, I loved your article." I really appreciate the work that you're doing, right? Everything that I've said for Destiny came true. Everything that I said for Division came true. Everything I said for Anthem when I was playing it said, oh, this seems unfinished. This doesn't seem like a five to seven year game. I said, this this looks like a, a game. It, it took about 18 months. I, I believe I said that on one of my streams, okay? But I have no proof of that. I just have the knowledge that I know of what a game feels like by playing the game, right? Anyone that's played games for multiple years, you just have that feeling, right? It's like taking a baseball and throwing it. You just know how far you can throw that baseball when someone's staying 50 yards away or staying 100 yards away. You can just know how much effort to put into that, right? You just feel it. You just know. That's that's the that's the that's what it is. I will never be as credible as someone like Jason Schreier because I don't write. Okay? But the only credibility that I have is by putting myself out there, okay, putting myself out there and people that are watching, like the 13 of you that are here now, hearing me say stuff and then down the line, seeing it come true and go, you know what? 30 is pretty credible, right? He he knows what he's saying. Sarge is pretty credible. He's He's nailed stuff right on the head. These are things that I can't force people to do, right? They just, it just happens to come. Oh no, I know. I'm not I'm not taking offense to it. I'm 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 answering it. He did a fantastic I wish I wish I could get sources and stuff. I would love to sit down. I say it all the time. I would love to sit down across from somebody in person or on this podcast that's a developer. And if they're a developer of a game, uh past, present, or future, I would love to sit down with them and talk to them about how the gaming industry is, right? That the gaming shirt industry is. <clears throat> game creation towards generic specific community establishments. Think of a game franchise district television networks. It's coming. You think so? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a little under the weather still. I don't, I don't, I just, 
I'm just so happy that a journalist finally did their job, right? Because it's important. It's, it's important to understand how it all works now. It's not. It's not that that fun time back when you didn't care about what was going on in the world and people just made magical games for you to play. That's not how it is. So I'm glad it finally came out like this. I'm glad, right? I because look, now, but there's 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 plenty there's plenty of developers out there. There's plenty of games out there to play. It's not just because of the AAA guys or whatever else. No. But the amount of time and money that it takes to make the kind of games that you dream about that you like, man, like you could have you could have giant visions of like epic space battles or epic medieval type of games. And like, you see some of these games that come out like they're really close to what you imagine in your mind. It's just, it's just amazing. And now it's like, if I have to wait that long before you guys can come out with something because you guys don't know what's going on, then I'm just happy to play this other stuff, right? Because obviously it's stressing out too many people. It's way too much money. The, the end result isn't enough. And you guys just don't know. You guys don't know what you want to do with it. Like seven years is a long time. I feel bad. I feel bad for the developers. I feel bad. That's a good chunk of your life that you spent doing something that was killing you. You you, you worked your ass off. It's killing you. I, I have I have certain situations where I didn't work on a, a movie for years, but I worked on a movie for like four months, four months, and I put about 20 hours a day in. The difference is I work 20 hours a day, and then they have to give you six hours of, well, eight hours of break, but six hours of sleep. And then you, you come back and I worked on a movie for multiple months and it never saw the light of day, never saw the light of day. So I put all that work in. I got my paycheck, got my paycheck, got my lack of sleep. Right. But I never, never saw that movie. They never, the movie never came out. Right. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. People in the industry, video game industry, I would say is almost just like the entertainment industry. People are, are hired for certain jobs for films, for TV commercials, for small games, for long games, for AAA games, and they're hired to do a certain job. And when that job is done, they're let go, right? There's no job out there, even if you're full-time, that is set that you're always going to have it, right? You're not going to always have your job. This is not 1954, right? When you retire after 30 years, they're not going to give you a gold watch, right? Not going to happen. There might be one or two companies out there that still do it. Not going to happen. This this is the new business. This is a tissue box. All businesses are tissue boxes, and you guys are the tissues. Okay? At the end of the day, you could put 100 hours in. You could put 60 hours in. You could put 30 hours in a week. Whatever you do, soon as you screw up one time they don't want to deal with you, or if you're complicated in any way, shape, or form, there's a new one. Hey! We don't need you anymore. Thanks for stopping by. You've been here for 20 years. Appreciate it. Here's your seven pack. Oh, nope. There's no seven package. Sorry. Okay. These are real things that happen every day in every job. Not just game designers, janitors, garbage men, all these people. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna bring in the union real fast, right? Jason Trier also wrote another article about unions. He says, the work ethic and stuff in video games needs to be fixed. And I agree with him, right? I agree with him. But I'm also part of a union. I was part of a union. I was part of the local 600 in the camera department in the film industry. I had to pay my dues, right? So you had to pay a monthly, okay? You had to, your paycheck gets taken. They take a cut from your paycheck, okay? You only get your benefits. My benefits were fantastic, 
Okay. But you have to work a certain amount of hours. Okay. And a certain period of time each month. And if you don't hit those hours, then you don't qualify for your severance package. Okay. Now, if you got sick and stuff like that, is you got covered. You were, you were, it was good, right? If you worked on a job, you would get your minimum salary. So in this article that he wrote in the, in the New York Times, he said like, and the, and the person he was talking about worked for San Francisco. And he said the average worker in a game development company makes $96,000, okay? Now in San Francisco, that's not a lot, okay? That's not a lot. The cost of living there is outrageous. And, and plus the average is taking in, uh, take, taking in from the top to, to the bottom, right? So if like Sorlin's, $28 million was part and the, and the, and the lowest guy was making 60,000. The average is coming down. <clears throat> so basically, uh, the, the, the amount of money people would make in the union. So let's just say the average person makes, I don't know, $300 a day, right? They come in, right? They, they come in, they, they work, they sit down at their desk. They work for 365 days a year. They're guaranteed $300 a day because they're part of the union. Okay, well, what does that mean for the company? And what does that mean for the consumers now? Okay, because if a person comes in and not everyone that's in the union is getting paid the same, right? It all depends on what your skilled position is. And then you get your guaranteed money when they hire you. So if you get hired as a, de a lead designer, you're going to make $100,000 a year, guaranteed, right? If, you, if you're just a, an animator, you're going to make $60,000 guaranteed. So the problem is everyone's like, well, the union should solve this. The union wouldn't solve this because now game prices would go up. There'd be less people working for the company, which then would put a strain, okay, on the company that's making the game. Because right now, let's say they can have 100 employees. If all 100 employees are non-union, okay, they could be on certain films that could be non-union and union people. But if it was a union film, they have to have a certain amount of people that are union. So I would assume it worked the same way in the video game industry, where if it was a union game, meaning a AAA game, they'd have to, they'd, they'd find headhunters. They would have they'd, to have, right. They would have to have a certain amount of people that were union, which would be the leads, right? And then everybody else would still be the independent, right, tissues that they can replace because they would be contract, right? They would be, they would be contract, independent contractors. Because the more people they put on union, the higher the salaries get. The higher the salaries get, the more the budget is. The more the budget is, the higher it the better, cost it goes. Be, it better be a really good game. It better be a damn good because, game. Because it's not because it's about numbers now. Right. About numbers. And that's that's part of the other problem about what they're what they're doing now. Instead of just making a game and selling a game, they're constantly jockeying for position about I want to try to include as many people as possible so we can sell it to the greatest number of people possible. And instead of pleasing the fan base for the game that you're supposed to be making, you're trying to please everybody and so you please nobody. Right. Right? A real 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 quick segue. Right, is the Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Oh my god. Okay, real, real quick. You're talking right? about the hard just, mode, easy just, mode? Listen, as an example, right? We have people literally crying and complaining in the Reddit and online that it's the game's too hard. Okay, hold up the box of tissues again, bro. Okay, at this point, at this point, here's what I say to you get a tissue, stop crying, and either play the game or don't play it. It's not I, I for you. It's not for you. Tissue. This game company knows exactly who their people are. This they made a game, <clears throat> and it's done this way on purpose. All right. And if you read the, if you if you watch the reviews and you read the reviews about the game, the game is structured as a high risk reward. You struggle, you overcome adversity, 
and you come out victorious by right. understanding how the game works. That's the game. The people who want it to be as easy as possible so I can learn the game, I got news for you. There are four other games just like it. Go play those, and then when you get good, come over to this game. That's why it's there. Yeah, but okay. Every game is not for everybody. Right. That's the way it is. If you want, if if every if if the if the new law and order for gamers is now that the gamers are going to tell developers what they want, like this constant battle for for companies like Bungie and companies like what's the company for for Division? Everybody bitches to them about how they want the game to be for them. So when does it become the developer says, hey, we made the game. This is our vision. Now Motive. you get to play the game. There's this battle now that you're supposed to do what the you're supposed to actually do what the guy who bought the game wants. Otherwise, he's going to pout and cry and maybe not buy your next game. Look. I got news for you. That game's not you. That right. game's not for you. <laughs> That's like saying, well, when drive. Do we trade when do we trade off that? I'm going to do something for me. I, I'm the company. I made the fucking game. Right. If you don't like it, you don't got to play it. Dri I understand. We're driving's too hard, though, Sarge. I don't know if I could drive. Could you? Could you maybe put one pedal in there? And uh, I can't it's do two incredible. pedals. It's and incredible. The steering is too hard the to minute, use. The minute that there's any kind of adversity that's that's not that's too inconvenient for somebody, somebody cries. These are the kind of people that will end up dead in the gutter because they have no idea how the world works. They have zero clue. Everything has to be cushioned for them. The walls, the floor. Because God forbid I fall, I might hurt my precious little head. The, the Welcome to Earth. The the going from the union thing to this, the the games would get harder to be, be the, more expensive to make. But as a game developer, they're artists, and they make a certain game. So if I paint a picture and you don't like yes. that picture, right, then you don't buy that picture. If you like that style, then you buy that picture, right? They, I always talk about this, and everyone thinks I'm fucking crazy. The games have their fans, just like sports teams. You're super fans. You're season ticket holders. If you're not a Dark Souls fan, okay? Oh, I'm sorry, Soul Caliber, right? Is it Dark Souls? I don't even know anymore. My brain's all. It's one of the Souls games. I'm probably. Well, no, sure. there's two different ones. There's Dark Souls and there's Soul Caliber. It's Dark Souls. Dark Bloodborne. Souls is the hard. Yeah. If if you're a fan of these hard games, okay. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, or, I've I've been sick for three days, so my brain's not thinking too too straight right now. <clears throat> if you're if you're not a fan of these games, first of all, why would you buy that game? If you're not a Picasso fan, why would you buy a Picasso painting? And then put it up on your wall and go, you know what? I really don't like that. I really don't like that Picasso painting. Then why'd you, why'd you buy it? I, I don't know. I, my friend told me to buy it. Like, what? If you're not a fan, okay? If you're not a fan of that type of game, do not play that type of game. But don't also buy it. And because you can't beat it, complain about it and then have them put an easy mode in an easy mode like are you kidding me like get the hell out of here like it, to me if i was them this is what i would do but i'm a smart ass right i would put an insane mode in okay and then go there you go the normal mode that you play that's super intense is that's the easy, easy now. mode that's now easy now so go play the intense mode right there you go that's what i would do and then and then send them and go come back to me when you finish the easy mode that we've now have established on our game, because that's just it's just ridiculous to me. Not we're, everything we're, is made for everybody, okay? Not everything is made for everybody. <clears throat> All right, next topic. 
that took about 57 minutes. That's not bad. We got through we got through Anthem. Next thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about Bungie. Shitstorm. I want to talk about Bungie. I want to talk about a non the nine. Okay, it got leaked that there's extra worlds. Okay, there's extra worlds. I wouldn't say extra, but okay. <laughs> so if you guys if you guys missed it, Paul Tassi was on the podcast on Monday night on the Raiders Round Table. Great guy to talk to. Um, I'm waiting for him to to take some of my ideas that we talked about and, and put it in an article. He doesn't have to give me credit. I just want to see him that I, I, I planted seeds to see if it would work. Okay. So Anon the Nine said that the game uh, would be in multiple worlds. There'll be a new enemy. Okay. So Destiny 2, year three, before Destiny 3 arrives, what else is coming? Anon says... There is not a big fall Taken King slash Rise of Iron size expansion coming this year, which earlier this year I said I don't think there will be. What could there be? When they left Activision, I said I don't think there is. I think there might be another annual pass. And here he says there will be instead be a new annual pass. But first, the uh, chunk of it will be a larger than the others. Okay, it'll be a larger piece of it. Destiny 3 locations, Old Chicago. Europa and Venus. Now, if you go way back, way back to Destiny One during this podcast, I said they should have put Old Chicago and Utopia and Venus and all those into before Destiny Two came out. Like they should have taken all these and then built it, and then they should have expanded the world. The giant triangle enemy ships being teased at the end game locations similar to the Dreaming City in Forsaken. Okay, Destiny Three enemies. At long last, Destiny will get a full new race, which I'm kind of sad about because that means they're only getting one new race, not just the modifications of the old races like the Taken and the Scorn. This race is one in the Pyramid Ships and our uh, Veil and only um, the Serve of Darkness and the Way of Guardians serve Light and are supposed to be just as powerful as we are as a result, which this kind of hints that we might have the dark power as well as Guardians, right? So, <clears throat> Destiny 3's story, the reason here is because during the collapse, the god of darkness was slain, okay? Now, they're trying to use the Traveler's newly awoke, uh, awakened to bring him back from the dead. Sounds bad. Destiny 3 abilities, this one, a bit uh, nebulous. Supposedly exciting subclass, existing subclasses will still exist, and some extend, but will also be a darkness-based ability. So there you go. We're getting dark darkness-based abilities. So could this mean... Wait a minute. Could this mean we're getting a fallen hero? Maybe we can be a fallen character that has the darkness light, right? The dark light or the light light, whatever. You could be a, maybe a new... An actual new guardian. Hmm, maybe. Design... Though the future of PvP is unclear, there's supposed to be a PvPVE element to the game, and Anon describes the more planet side than the division. Also, the entire game is meant to be geared directly at the hardcore audience, and the game should be harder overall and incorporated more RPG elements than ever. Uh-oh. It's going to be harder, guys. Start the, getting the, your tissues goes, out there now. Goes, there goes half half the community. Right, right. <laughs> Half the community will cry and say they're not playing the game. They will refuse to buy it because the game will have RPG elements in it and it's too hard for them to understand. Right. So I want to go back. I want to go back 
I don't know exactly where it is on this clip. Okay. This is this is episode Eric, just to let you guys know on the upper top right here, if it says episode 19. Episode 19, look at Lona. He's got short hair. His hair's not even close to being long. I think this is before partnership. I don't even think he was partnered yet. Okay. We talk about exactly this. They, the, another, that would be amazing if they did that. Just that one gun. If they just put that one gun in there and you had to run it just for that one gun for a, a, a chance of it dropping, people would yeah. go back and do it. Hold on. Or, would, a few, or, the, or the fate bringer. But it had to be, it had to match, right? We're going to go. Then, we're going to go. That uh, would then make that the, the hand cannon from the, the orcs raid sucks right now. It's kind of like, oh, the reload's too slow. Right. But if I could take a fate bringer and use it. And we're going to speed it up for a second. Matters now. Like you can then, because like, the shotgun too, the shotgun's just stupid from the, from the orcs raid. It's no good at all. But I think that would be a way to breathe life into the old raids. Now, patrols, this, this would take some cosmetic, you know, beefing up of the game, but I think the faction is, is taking over more of those those um, patrols, uh, public events, and flags are going up to represent that, like, on that <laughs> planet, dead orbit's dominating, you know what I'm saying? And so, now there's this cool incentive to, like, go run patrols, and you see all these dead orbit guys, and you're like, yeah, let, you know, let's let's team up or whatever and right. and do these patrols. That'd be kind of neat, and it would get, it would just add more flavor to the week, like, oh, it's patrol day, let's go, now, let's he's, go rep future He's talking about what me and Sarge is. brought up, and he's adding fun. to it. And then it wouldn't be too hard to put some flags up you know on the planets to show that no, who's right. winning no yeah we, we, we mentioned we mentioned something like that i think it was about three episodes ago sarge came up with the whole so they go three episodes before that thing on the on patrol so episode 16 patrol you've you've opened yourself up to sort of like pvp uh type uh areas you know what i mean so if you're if you're dead oh, orbit yeah if you're dead fun. orbit Right, so and you would choose. It wouldn't just be a regular patrol. It would be like high end patrol. Think about this now. If you're on dead, this orbit, is before division right? came out. And someone from uh, this is New division along, or this is destiny year other, one. Right? Taken King just and came out. It, it, it keeps track. It keeps track of who's winning. Okay, so at the end of the week, if there's dead one orbit, planet. let's say one on one planet, right? So let's say dead orbit wins majority of Cosmodrome. I'm just gonna okay? sit here, hold my well, beer. When you go back to the tower. You get like a bonus. Okay, for that for the, for, for the next week until the next faction wins. Okay, yeah. just something interesting like that. I mean, it would blow people away, right? Because you would now people that would just just fight PvP in the in PvP would come in and just do patrols and just try to own the territory. You know what I mean? It'd be all, it'd be awesome. You could just do you sounds could just awesome. Do emblems, like, and so basically, that's what I, I, I'm going to go with this. In the we basically talked about that three years ago. That's what's right. Coming. Four years and ago, maybe put like a number on it. Right. So Four we years know ago, what week or something like that? Like, oh man. Now we cool. we got this from because we used to be huge Star Wars Galaxy fans back in the day. Okay, and that's what happened uh, back in the day on that uh, MMO where if you were Imperials and you won the battles and took over bases. Certain cities when you went into which is before Planet Side, by the way, by that faction. Okay, and then next week you might come in. The so Star Wars Galaxies was before so Planet Side. And not get shot because you're cool to be there. Okay, they need to put something like that into Destiny. Now I know it's not part of the lore, like you know, Dead Orbit's not a feud with Future War Cult. It's more like political, like I'm Future War Cult, I'm Dead Orbit. I say screw that. Yeah. We're all enemies. But when they used uh, in the but when they area, used the term because we're all evolution of of PVP. They well, said the word evolution well, that's, in PVP. Right. Well, that's that's another thing, right? So Deej said there's people coming in every day working on PVP and the evolution of the Crucible, right? So the evolution of the Crucible, what does that mean? What does that mean? You're just not going to make another PVP type situation, right? Because that's not evolutioning anything, right? What are you going to do? How are you going to evolutionize 
arena shooter, right? The way you evolution it is by going PvPVE, sort of like what they did with Gambit. Okay, but Gambit again is like this small cosm of of an idea where this idea that we had back in October, okay, on episode 19, we're in episode 165 back in 2015, is that the whole world, the whole planet, think about it, all planets, all planets, if they bring back all the planets, Earth, Venus, Mars, the moon, right? All the new ones in Destiny, I can't remember them. You know why? Because I don't give a shit about them. Because the second game should have been part of the first game anyway with all the different planets and stuff. Old Chicago should have been part of the game. But think about it. You go to the Cosmodrome again, okay? Someone takes over the, what was it, the uh, the abandoned airplane area. What was that one called? There was Divide. What was the what was the airplane one called? Where the airplanes were, the graveyard. Oh God, I can't, I can't remember. I think, I think that's what it was. I thought it was the graveyard. Was it called the graveyard or something? I don't, I don't remember I forget. at this point. I don't remember at this point. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about, right? So that section would be owned by Dead Orbit, right? But the Divide would be owned by Future War Cult. And if you're owned in certain sections, so let's say Future War Cult had five of the nine sections on the map that you could take over Divide, Future War Cult would own that planet for that week, right? So at the end of the week, boom, reset happens. Future War Cult gets experience bonus experience new weapons something that happens now everyone's like well i'm just gonna switch i'm just gonna switch thing no there's no reason to switch because dead orbit's gonna get a completely different weapon or whatever okay and and you can control a different planet right so dead orbit could own the moon and venus and someone else could do you know utopa and 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 mars you know what I'm saying? It could be so many different things happening, and it's constantly switching. It's constantly switching. So while you're out there, you're shooting, you're shooting at PVE guys. You're you're on a quest, doing patrols, and boom, two future wall call guys come over and they start they start shooting. Public event happens to take over the flag. Now you're three dead orbit, six future war cults, one one uh, new monarchy comes in, and they're all fighting. PVE's fighting us. PVP's fighting each other. You're blocking people. You don't want them to get the kill because you're gonna get more. You're trying to get more points than them. It it just makes sense, right? You're killing us. We're killing each other. You come back in after time. They take over the flag. They own the property. Boom. That's it. They defend it. These are things that needs to happen in a game of, of service type game. Here here goes back to what to what I was saying earlier with being credible, right? Again, this was back in 2015. Okay. If this happens, where they put some sort of flag-based thing or just PvPVE in a regular game, this makes me credible. This makes Sarge credible, right? We have ideas that makes us credible, not crazy. Right now, we're crazy, okay, until it actually happens. Unless I have Jason Schreier come on the show, write the article of this, and then it makes us credible. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of episodes like this, guys. There's a lot of episodes where I wish I... Um, what's it called? Filed them under certain things because when certain people say certain things, okay, even even Lono talking about, and I have no hate on Lono whatsoever. When he's talking about no PvP happening, I brought that up in like November, December, okay. But he, but he but he's uh, the he is correct though. With Absolutely. All the information with all the information given out right now, I don't see PvP continuing on. Correct. So what 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 do you think that what what do you think is going to happen as far as 
the PvP well, they evolution of it. They can't what, what is it? it. The, the term that they use, they're, they're very specific when they use their terms. The, the term evolution was used. Right. If if you want to get rid of it, an though, evolution, an evolution of PvP means that PvP is still in the game, but it's set up differently, even though it's PvP. Right. Because it's a complete different way of PvP. Because why wouldn't you just say, why wouldn't you just say we're still working on PvP Crucible? Why would you put the, you know, evolution in why would you use that word the same that's why right right meaning it's going to be a pvp slash pve type category because i i just can't imagine even if they put some sort of mechanic inside the pvp that's not really evolutioning because they've done that before Listen, the 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 roads are all made already they just don't connect the roads right if you're going to give me three factions if you give me three factions and nobody's at war with each other the entire time the game's been out, we have three factions. You specified we have three factions. They all dislike each other on some level for, for whatever reason. And you don't take the three factions and turn it into any kind of PvP ever? Ever? Right. Like, what? Why? Why would just, just on the most basic level, why wouldn't it just be like, let's say you pick one week? Like, I, now I know I've said this before, I'm sure it's an older episode. You take one week, just like there's the week for Iron Banana, right? There's one week for Iron Banana, and then there's one week for Faction War, okay? And when you're doing Faction War and you sign up for Faction War, you can only use the armor and the guns from the faction. From the faction. You can't use any gun you want because it's a Faction War, right? And now you take the Faction guys who are dressed up in the Faction armor with the Faction weapons, and they're going to war to take over a planet to see who gets the bonuses for the next week. Why is that so difficult? Why is why is something just that way? Because everything else is a complaint about the board's too big, the board's too small, the four people is too little, the six people's too much, they're putting the wrong maps in the rotation. It's like all this nonsense for what PvP is supposed to be, it's just supposed to be a fun place where I get to try out weapons against my friends, right? right. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be fun. I'm supposed <clears throat> to be powered up, go into a PvP match with my badass guns, and wreck face. That's the whole point of it. Right. So if they keep nerfing and nerfing and changing and do when when does the fun start? When does the actual fun of me being powerful and right. wrecking face on my friends actually take hold again? It hasn't. They got rid of trials, people. They got rid of trials and they never brought it back. And right. everybody's hand, holding their balls in they, their hand going, where's trials? They got rid of trials and trials where's was trials? the most popular PVP. Okay. Apparently. Right. Right. It said it was Everyone says, well, if it wasn't for trials, the game would die. Well, the, the game had. Trials has been gone. What happened? Duplass, to answer your question, um, if you're playing in the faction wars, just like in World of Warcraft or anything else, you could put a flag up, right? And if you're not dressed in your dead orbit gear, then you wouldn't be part of a faction. So right, you would be in a separate server. It would so, be a separate well, not, not even a separate server. If a future war cult sees you in the thing and you're wearing Vanguard or you're wearing nothing, you're not part of a faction, then you wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to hit you. Not flagged, right? Right. You're not flagged, so they wouldn't hit you. But if you're repping Dead Orbit or Future War Call or New Monarchy or Vanguard, well, then you're ready. Like, I'm ready to play PvP. That's what you do. The game goes on as normal. So you could just run through a, a section and see people fighting each other. Okay. They shoot you. It doesn't do anything to you. But if you have the faction stuff on, then you would get hit and then you would start fighting. The whole point is if you want to just farm materials and do missions and stuff, then you do that. But knowing if you're a Dead Orbit and you want to get your Dead Orbit up, then you would have to put Dead Orbit skin on. And if you're on Dead Orbit skin, you're running through the world. There's only 16 people per server, I think, if that. 
So it's not going to be like a lot of things, right? A lot of people. There might be like a full squad of six on one server, and then someone might only have two or three, but they can't be everywhere at the same time. So you would have different zones to go to. Do you, you see what I'm saying? And if it's a 1v1, then you kill him, you take over that spot, and then it gets represented by your by your by your your clan or by your your faction, not your clan, but your faction. That's the difference. That that's been in games for like 25 years, right? If you want to be part of PVP, you put a flag up. If you don't want to be part of PVP, you don't put a flag up. And then you just go about your business because you're a single player person and you just want to go, up oh, I just want to be whatever, leave me alone. That's that's how they fix it. And if someone wants to troll you while you're in the zone, then you would have to make that conscious decision. This guy's better than me. He keeps killing me. I'm gonna move, I'm gonna leave. Right? I'm gonna move to a different zone. That's it. Like no win to lose and move on. That's that. I I, I just the, the the constant the constant uh, discussions about the same stuff over and over again, and and they don't have any answers. Like the the leveling process and what everything else has been going on for like the last six months. Like the leveling process has been fucked forever. Now, why all of a sudden is it because there's nothing else to talk about that they finally focused on the leveling problem? Like the leveling problem has been there forever. The, like how the leveling problem has level. been there since Destiny One. Right. The, the leveling problem, but no one's really focused on it because they are they were too busy trying to complete the content. Now that the content's all done, like literally all done, and nobody has nothing else to do, now they now all of a sudden they have free time to think about <clears throat> what bothers them new. And now it's the leveling process. It's funny because like, I listened. I, it's, the community is just bizarre to me. I listened to a crap ton of uh, videos in the past from like 2015, 2016 from Destiny One Year One slash Year Two. And a lot of the stuff that I talked about during those podcasts either came in to Destiny 2, okay, or came in at some point. Like, everything I've said, to some extent, has made its way into the actual game, right? I, I complained that you couldn't get to max light back way back when in Destiny 1. Like, you had to do the, you had to do the raids to get to max light. I was like, I should be able to get to max light without doing the raids, the raids make you get the better guns and the better gear, right? But I should still be able to get to max light so I can still continue doing stuff, right? Well, they've implemented that, right? Now everyone can get to max light. You don't need the, right? You don't need to run certain things. I said you should be able to run anything in the game, right? They haven't done that completely yet, but you can run more stuff in the game, right? There's There's been a lot of things they've added to the game that I've said in year one that people thought, 30, your, your ideas are stupid. They'll never happen. Yep, you're absolutely right. They'll never happen, but they come right in. And everyone's like, man, this is a good idea. And then someone else talks about it or makes a video about it. And everyone's like, oh, you're so good. You're so good. I'm so glad you're, you're the leader of this industry. And it's like, whatever. And I'm sitting here in my own little corner in the, in the forest yelling, hey, hey, this is going to happen. And you're, no one hears. You're, you're, but you're the homeless guy standing on the box car right. in the middle of the street screaming at shit. That's what yeah, it is. That's, that's what it is. You're the crazy guy. Yeah, I'm the cra- I'm the cra- I am the crazy guy. But so... <laughs> I don't know what they're going to add as far as the PVP evolution. Like, well, Gambit, Gambit's part of it. I think that's the that's the segue. I mean, that's because it is because Gambit is PVP with yeah, PVE. But it's one verse four on PVP right, right now. Right. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The evolution is one guy goes through a portal and fights four guys. Right. Yeah, but that's that's not. But That's not really PvP. At, but, but once again, if we're actually talking about faction wars, like a faction versus a faction, right? That means planet-wide, you have teams of guys 
either trying to take over hard points that, that appear on the map and hold the hard point to claim it as their own. That's basically what it's got to be. It's not just running around body count, okay? But at the end of the week, it shows the scores. It shows how many people die. Talk about that. How yep. many people from this faction killed these guys? The statistical data is there. Yeah. So, so you can go back to the tower and so look at the it. Hard points between the hard points collected, who owns the most property, and who has the most kills. You add it all together, and they tell you who wins. Right. That's all and, it is. And think about think about the longevity. It's fun to do. Right. And think about the longevity of that because if you're getting on and you're just doing power engrams or whatever, if you're light, if you're if you're the highest level possible, okay, you're like, well, what's what am I going to do now? You could just do faction wars and take over parts. So you log in, you go, oh man, we're at 30% on Mars. I'm going to go hit up Mars and try to take over some spots, right? And this is across all, all servers, everything, right? It shows what, what the faction owns, right? There could be a million people on, on, on New Monarchy, but only half of them are actually like yeah, want to play. It, it, will, it, will not be as, it will not be as chaotic as Planet Side. Planet Side was chaotic. It was fun as hell, by the way. Oh, yeah. But chaotic as fuck. It's not going to be that chaotic. Like you said, there's only 12 guys or 16 yeah, there's guys. Only 16 guys per, 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 per so instance. If you happen to, if you happen to stack up, if you happen to stack up, and you only have a couple, you only have a couple dead orbit guys, and there's a shit ton of new monarchy on there, then of course you might get steamrolled. But right, but you're still getting points for the overall, overall uh, the, the way, effort. The way, I, the way I would look at it is, it's just more guys for me to shoot at. They only have two guys to shoot at. I have, I have six. Right. 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 Right, and you get more points. If you can kill five of the six guys, then you're getting more points than the person that's going up against one. Right. Right? And then That's how, that's how I look at it. And Everybody then you get points. Like, oh, numbered. The game's going to suck. I'm numbered. Right. And then you get points for killing the guys, right, for doing damage for the so PvE why, guys. Why, why, are the, why are the clutch matches from, from uh, Trials, those those one versus threes, where the guy comes back, he, he wins a one versus three, it's epic. But if you do the same thing in the open world, it's... It's gay. Well, here, stupid. here's the Those evolution. Here's the evolution I think that's going to happen in PvP. I talked about this a couple times a long time ago and recently again. I think they could make it where it's faction against faction during PvP, right? So when you get in, it's faction war, but in the Crucible. Because the Crucible is supposed to be a, like, a, like a TV show. Testing ground. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you hear people in the tower back in Destiny 1, oh, did you watch the Crucible this week? Oh, yeah. Was, uh, they're talking about it like it's American Gladiators. Right. Right? So... You, you're playing in the thing, so it'd be like Vanguard versus Dead Orbit, Dead Orbit versus Future War Cult, Future War Cult versus Vanguard, and it's like teams. So you get on one team, you pick, okay, you choose what side you want to be on. You're all part of one thing, and then you and then you fight, and then that that tally goes up, and it's like, oh, Vanguard won. That's one point for Vanguard. That's that's what it is, right? That's what it should but they, be. But they never, they've never done it. They've no. never used the factions in the game. No. To pair up with the Crucible, nope. ever they don't even use the factions for for now. Even the there's no quests anything, or anything. There's nothing. Anything. There's nothing. There's nothing for them. There's guns and armor to collect, but there's no reason to get them. Here, here's the thing I've always said, and everyone always thinks we're fucking crazy, okay? Because it's just a super beta, okay? They always implement something in this game, and it's only there for one time or two times. They try it out, and they're like, nope, it's broke. They take it out. What happened to the to the faction thing where you would go do the public events, get the coins? It hasn't been back for whatever, forever. Because because the statistical data showed that not a lot of people were doing it. It was so stupid. Let's remove it from the game. Right, it was stupid. But that's my point. My point is, yeah, it sucked because they don't know what they're doing as far as implementing stuff. Right, 
There's no there's no backbone to it. They're just like, hey, let's just throw in stuff. They're going to collect some coins. Let's, let, let's try this. Let's try let's this. Try That's this. my whole point. The whole point let's of my conversation right now is it's one big effing test. Hey, Todd, what, what do you think we should do? What if we implement a new currency and they only get it for this limited time for one week during this thing and they have to do public events to grab the coins and they get five for this, one for that, Two for this. How many? How many currencies are there now? There's like a hundred. I don't even know. There's like a hundred currencies. Everything's a currency. Everything's a currency. The the parts are currencies. The 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 economy is a currency. The glitter's a currency. The legendary shards are a currency. The fucking thing from each planet's a currency. Like everything's a currency. Just currencies up the wazoo. You would think that glimmer would be, and, and there's still a glimmer cap. There's still a glimmer cap because they don't want you to have a bazillion dollars of glimmer. By the way. You have to, you have to, it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm looking forward to see what they come up with because the evolution of PVP, I'll see. And I said on the Monday night show, I said, look, if they reset me for a third time for Destiny 3, like they just take all the guns that in armor that I've gotten now, they just reset me, just, I'm done. I'm yeah, done. But, I'm not doing but, it again. Just real quick. We're going to move on from this real quick. What, let me ask you the question. What's the difference? I've said it before. What do you mean? What's, what's the difference? difference? If I've got if I've got a hundred guns, they're awesome. I leveled them all up. They're oh, we talked about this last weapons. week, yeah. And now and now you get rid of them all so I can get new guns. It's the same but thing. The new guns have the same power, same perks, same guns. everything as They're I have. Just moved around a little bit. So what's the difference? I, the difference what's is the difference? the difference is if they take them away from me, I'll be pissed. And if they keep them in there and give me new guns, that means I'm putting it on them to make new guns with new perks with new things to make the game better, right? You make the game. I don't think they got it. No, I but that's, that's the point. The that's the point. If stuff. they take the guns away from me and then just give me the same guns with new names with different skins on it, that's not taking my guns away from me and giving me new guns. That's taking my old guns away from me to give me back my old guns looking different. No, but but, the, but that's my point. It I should have. Sense. I know. I know you want something to strive for. Like there's new loot to find. But if you guys don't come up with actual new weapons, like new perks, new <clears throat> things that the guns do, like something other than what guns we have, need then what's, to have the, what's the difference? Guns and armor need to have purpose. The guns do more damage based on whatever perk or not perk, but each gun should do damage against something in the world per planet, per thing. So there's a meta for each weapon, and there, there's a – like you can't just use uh, – for instance – like if I don't like if I don't have a lightning fusion rifle, I'm gonna have a shitty time. You have a shitty time on Venus. I'm, I'm gonna doing have a the lost sectors, like whatever, whatever. Say. Yeah, whatever. Anything, right? If you don't have this gun and you go to Venus, you're gonna have a hard time. They're gonna feel bullet spongy. But if you have this gun, you're gonna take them out super fast, and it makes your life easier. And then why do you want to make your life easier? Because if you can get the harder guys dead, they're gonna drop loot. And if they drop that loot, they puts that armor on you that gives you extra perks. And then if you don't have the gun, they don't, yeah, they don't have they don't have that. Yeah, they don't have they gear don't sets. Have they don't have anything in the game no, yet. They don't they have still, that. They still don't want to. They don't want to use the abilities of the armor and guns together to be synergized in order for you to do something else. That part of the game has never no. come, never come about. No, never. No, gear sets have never been a thing. Like you give it, you get gear sets have like why, almost why become a you thing. Want a gear set? Here, here, they've already tested it out, Sarge. If you play the new Gamut Prime, you can get armor from the Reckoning and then bring that Reckoning gear into uh, to, to Gamut Prime. And once you get to tier three, your armor set. In Gambit Prime 
helps you with Gambit Prime. Imagine that. Imagine it's, the ability. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, I've never heard of such an idea in all my life. I can't believe they came up with it. It's groundbreaking. I can't believe they they. Uh, it's awesome. The first, the first thing anyone talks about when they talk about Borderlands, the first thing they talk about is what kind of gear set thing do you have? It's the first thing they talk about. Like, what do you, what gun and thing do you have paired up that makes you badass? Like, that's that's the whole point of the game. Right. That's the whole point of the game. Not once in the entire four and a half years of Destiny has anyone said, "Ooh, I got this kick-ass armor build. I can do really well in the raid." No, because you, once you find a thing that wrecks, it wrecks everywhere. Right? It just does whatever. Um, yeah, but that, but that doesn't that's not a tool in my toolbox anymore. Right. It just becomes the god gun and that's the only gun I want. Right. I have the gun that goes boom and now it's amazing. Right. right. I saw that gun you got Tally in in Borderlands. Tally, that's a, that's 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 one of the best guns in the game. I think it is the best gun. It's like yeah, it, it's one of the best guns. Yes. Super super uh double double penetrating herald, the one with the extra bolt extra shots, that's the best gun. Yep. It's one of the best guns. All right, so next topic I want to talk about, we're going to talk about Borderlands 3 and Epic. Okay, we're talking about the Epic launcher. Everyone's losing their fucking mind over the Epic launcher, okay? They're like, they're spying on me. They're taking all my information. They're not letting me play the games I want to play. They're 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 making me choose. And the last time I looked, we, we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. And I asked chat, I said, what is the difference if I have to take my mouse and go here and click Steam, or if I go here and click the Epic Store, right? It's on my PC. It's the same, right? I'm on my PC. I'm still playing the game. So what is the difference? Now, I've done some research, right? And I've done, I've, I've done my homework a little bit. There's people that are upset because it's not on Steam because Steam supports mods. Epic Store does not support mods right now. Cool, right? A lot of the Borderlands community... Skyrim and all these other people, the reason they like playing the game is because of the mods, right? Mods, mods, mods. And right now, people are so pissed that Borderlands is exclusive for six months on the Epic Store. Okay, now mind you, do I have the box? Uh, on the box? The box. Say, does it say co-op, wireless, Co-op multiplayer, co-op Xbox, Xbox, Xbox Live. Let me, let me ask you a quick question, bro. Let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. So when Epic Store didn't exist, when it wasn't around. You mean when it's a monopoly by Steam? Go right? ahead. And, and you only had Steam. Yep. How is nobody upset that only my only choice is Steam? Right. Well, I guess you had DOS Prompt. I guess you could still do DOS Prompt, right? Like, okay. I don't understand what people are upset about, right? Everyone's upset that they don't like monopolies, right? They don't like monopolies. They don't like... Only one choice of anything, but Steam was that one choice. Right, that's the only choice you had. It's the only choice you had. So now that there's two choices. Like, well, no, that's not true. You could buy other games from like G2A and whatever else things, okay. but it only launched in Steam, right? Or okay. your shortcut window that you could make on the desktop, right? But God forbid, that's really too hard to do, right? Like I could have all my games on my desktop. I can make a shortcut on my desktop, or I could just open up Steam and then open up that game. So are they mad because they think that there's spyware? Is that part they're of They're mad because of spyware. They're mad because... Is it proven? Is it proven there was spyware? No, it's not proven there's spyware. Right? The reason the reason that Epic... The reason Epic said that it, it, it searched for your Steam friends and such is because there's co... Uh, co... Uh, co uh, Crossplay built into the Epic launcher. Okay? Meaning... When Borderlands 3 comes out, it's supposed to be cross-play 
So if you play on PC, I play on Xbox, Duplis plays on PS3 or PS4, we could all play together because of the Epic Launcher, right? Steam has cross-play for, like, I think, um, uh, Rocket League and, like, maybe a few other games. But Epic's Launcher is building it around all the games they handpick and cater to. They're not going to have shit games on there, right? Steam's going to have a 1,000 games a day that people upload and you can buy off Steam. Epic is bringing games in that are curated and the best of the best that they're bringing on, on board. And they're also building a cross-play platform in the background. It's already baked into the actual system, right? So people are freaking out, and there's a crap ton of people. I think there's like 15 million people that are, are Borderlands fans, right? 15 million people that have bought the series over the, over the years and stuff like that. And a lot of those people are pissed off because they're PC players with the mods, right? And if they don't have a choice now, they have to wait six months. They're boycotting. They're not going to buy Borderlands 3. But here's what I don't understand I about it. the— Hold, on, hold on a second. A boycott means you're not going to buy the game at all, right? You're boycotting Borderlands 3 because they chose to choose the Epic Store over anything else. But a lot of them are like, well, I'm not going to wait six months. I'm going to buy it on PS4 and Xbox One. Well, that's not a boycott. I hate to tell you. Like, if you're going to do a boycott, a boycott is I'm not buying your game because I, I don't appreciate you uh, going to this one there's, system. There's no way they're going to wait. Well, no, they're not going to wait. They're just not going to buy it on the PC for six months. They'll just so go gonna, buy it. They're going to buy a con console, then rebuy it again six Correct. months later? Correct. So think about this, right? So think about this. They're going to show them, Sarge, I'm going to boycott you, so I'm going to spend the $60 over here, maybe the $250, because I want that, I want that uh, exclusive game package with the skins with the season pass, but I'll show you. Oh, and then when it comes out six months later, I'm going to buy you again. I'm going to buy you again on the Epic Store now, or uh, on Steam Store now, and I'm going to buy the DLC again with the season pass. Ha-ha! I showed you. I only spent an extra $250. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. I'm going to buy the thing. I'm going to buy everything twice to show somebody right what to protest to protest that they 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 put on a system which they didn't take it off your system i i have a computer here this computer is the same platform if it's on steam or if it's on epic now here's the other people well they're spying on me and i don't want them spying on me i don't want them spying on me i don't want them spying on me Hmm. If there was only a thing, I'm gonna take. A, I'm gonna take a, a quote out of Blizzard. Do you not have a phone? Does not everyone have cell phones? Okay. This right here is the biggest spy thing ever. Right. Like right now, the government can be listening to me talking on my phone, open eye. Right. But I don't want Epic to know because they're working with the Chinese. Right. I wish I had a tinfoil hat. Instead, I'm going to put my tissue box on my head with my tissue hat, right? I don't want the Chinese people to get my information. Hello? 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 Your your phone is made in China, people. Your phone is made in China. Yes, it's made by an American company, okay? But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if you're paranoid about that, you might as well throw out your smartwatch and your smartphone and your smart fucking wireless internet and your Echo and everything else that could be hooked up to the internet. You might as well just stop watching the show right now, people, because you're on the internet and people can hack you. They can hack you and they're coming for you. They're coming for you, but I, instead, I but that's, that's they're I mean. coming I after understand. you just in the Epic Store. I don't store. understand the hostility. Like, I, get, I get that they don't have a lot of features. I, I get that the Epic doesn't have all the features that Steam does. Okay? They're new! Okay, 
but but Epic they're just breaking into the market themselves yeah. in, a, in a monopoly. They're in a monopoly. They have to make a name for themselves and have people want to come to their section. And and the the best thing that they did was give the better split to the to the developers. Right, that was the best thing that they did because right. the developers make out more if they side with Epic. If they make Epic, ha right. listen, Epic has money to blow. Okay, thank you for you guys have funded you guys have funded Fortnite into oblivion. Right, because okay? of the free to play model. Right, free to play. Right. The, free to play. The they free made three four right. three point five billion dollars. Has caused the company to be able to throw money at will. They throw money at will at developers in order to get them to have a special deal with them, and you guys are are, are boycotting the. The, the one you, you you did this right here's the you best. You guys are the ones that gave them the money this is that the best allowed part. them to do it. So I don't understand what you guys are upset about. These are the same people. What are they, what are they upset hold on, about? Hold on a second, I don't get it. Hold on. These are the same people on PC that are like, "Well, me buying a microtransaction, don't tell me how to spend my money. It doesn't affect you in any way." All right, cool. Three point five billion dollars later, Epic says, "You know what? Let's make the Epic launcher." Hey, people on PC that bought. The skins to give Epic the money have now made a launcher that's affecting you personally, right? Think right. about that, right? It makes sense. Right. They don't make sense if you didn't like. If you don't listen, if you don't want them, if you don't want them taking over the uh, being uh, being a second option, a second option for a launcher. You don't want them. You you want Steam to have a monopoly. You only want them, okay? But you'll throw money at Fortnite to the point of. They have so well, it's, listen, it's different, think about it, guys. They have they have so much money that they don't want to invest it or anything. They want to start a company from scratch and throw money at people right. in order to sell games. Right. That's how much money they have. Do you, do you know why they want to throw money at people? Here's the best part, Sarge. So um Gearbox is like, hey, Borderlands 3 is coming out. Epic's like, hey, we'll pay, we'll give you three million dollars uh to come exclusive on here. Gearbox is like all right, cool. That's $3 million. That... No, no, it's not Gearbox. It's 2K. It's 2K, whatever. 2K. Whatever. They take well, their money. We don't want someone to meme well, this hold video, on a second. Bro, and throw it up on the side that says, Mikey doesn't know what he's talking about. Gearbox so, has a new idea. That's fine. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. 2K is getting the money, but Epic or uh, Gearbox is getting some of that money. I'm sorry. They're getting some of that money. So 2K gets the money, and then Epic goes, hey, look, we just we just released a new skin in Fortnite. Oh, we just made that three million dollars back in about twelve hours. Thanks, right? right? right. Do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 just it. So anyway, they're making these. They're ma they're making this, and they're throwing money at it. If you were a company, if anybody, what's up, Joey? If 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 you were a company, Sarge, and you had to break into the market, Facebook, Amazon, whatever, grocery store, Very down the down the road, you you open up a brand new restaurant, right? How do you get people in your restaurant when there's another restaurant just a half a block down the road? How do you get people in your restaurant? I throw money at them in the form of a voucher or and a voucher or something, thing. Or something, exactly. Or something to get them to come in the door. Right. You get you throw money at them to get them to come through the door. So how, what are they doing here? Epic gives out free games on the Epic launcher, right? They're putting throwing money out to the developers to 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 bring it in, to bring these guys in. They're giving exclusive deals to them. You cannot blame Epic for this monstrosity. But because before November of 2017 when uh, Fortnite exploded. Epic couldn't afford. I mean, they were they were they were well off, okay, as a developing company, but they weren't making three point five billion dollars, okay, where they could do whatever they wanted to, okay. Th think about this with the logic of people like, well, I don't want to shop in a different store. I want everything to be at the same spot, 
Okay. Right. So what do you guys do for groceries? Do you only go to one shop? And if they don't have it, you're like, fuck it. I'm not going to have it anymore. But they're out of, they're out of bread. I'm not going to go to the next gas station to get it. I still believe it's a, it's a, it's a vocal minority that causes all these Reddit posts and craziness and these stories to come out. I don't believe it's a majority of people that are so angry that Epic is trying to do a business model that somebody else is doing that it bothers them that much. I don't think you can wait five minutes to buy a game. Never mind six months. Yeah, they don't give a shit as long as I get the game. So right? you should be thankful that it's only six months. I guarantee you, originally it was a year. Right. They, they probably talked him down to six right. months. Right. Exactly. Duplis, uh, you're saying the Epic Store doesn't even have a shopping cart or a search bar. If they have the money to implement the feature to the store now, then why decline? Oh, hold on a second. Why de- why why deciding to delay it further down the line? Well, here. You're 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 that person, and I'm not saying you specifically, but you're in that group that wants people to rush something out, and then when it doesn't work, you're going to say, "How do they release this in a broken state?" Right? They just got into the launching. It's been out for what three months? They came out in December, I think. It was like December, right? right? So four months. Steam has had this for over a decade, right? To take all the features that you like on Steam, and that's what you're used to, right? They literally just started this from scratch. They had no idea what they were doing. They made video games. They were just a developer. Now they're saying, we made so much money. Let's take our money and invest it into other platforms so we can start making more money just in case Fortnite fuzzes out and we don't make as much money anymore. To me, right, that's a very that, smart that business cow model. Will eventually go away. Right. The golden cow will go away. I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard to implement a search bar or shopping cart. It's not the point. The point is, so wait a minute. You're complaining for the shopping cart and the the uh, the search bar because you can't buy multiple games because you have to do it one by one. You can't just click on a thing and then say all. So you're complaining that you you're you're complaining that you can't spend more money fast enough is what you're complaining about right now that they don't have a shopping cart and they don't have a search for a, a feature so far there's not that many games on the Epic Store right like they only take the catering of whatever is going on right now and they implement those AAA titles into their into their thing right it's not like they have a thousand games like the Steam Store that goes through right I blame Cliffy B. Uh, Cliffy B is probably crying right now that he left the company way too early because he started Lawbreakers and was like, <laughs> I can't do anything. And now he's, he's retired. Probably, listen, he, probably, he was probably burnt out. Yeah, man. now he's retired. Now he's he ma- writing a musical, out. I think. I think he's writing a musical. It, it's, right, it, listen, Cliffy B will be fine. Oh, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. I, I wish I was like Cliffy B. Okay. So I just don't understand that the concept of people upset because they can't buy things fast enough. From a company they don't like, do you understand what I'm saying? So I, I don't get, but this is, it's always misdirected hate. I don't understand what they're talking so about. So what? What's the thing then? I like the Epic Store, but I don't like the Epic Store because it doesn't have a search bar and a shopping cart. But as soon as they get the shopping cart and search bar, I'm all in. Like, what is what is it that I'm waiting? I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Steam to learn. And, and split the cut better so it makes the developers decide which one they want to go Look, to. Steam, it's supposed to benefit it's supposed to benefit everyone in the end, correct? That's correct. how it's supposed to work. Correct. Think about what, what Epic is doing for their people, meaning the developers, the game publishers. They're helping their community. They're helping out, them. Right? So they take twelve percent if you use the Unreal Tournament engine. Okay, Unreal Engine. 
If you come to their platform, they knock another 5% off. Right? So you're paying 8%. 8% now total. Who's going to say no to that? Why would I go to Steam and give them an additional 30%, right? Down to 8%. Think of the cut. If you're a business person, I own a game. This is my game. I'm submitting it to Steam. I get 70%. But if I give it to Epic, I get 92%. That's yeah. that's it's, it's, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. No, it's a no brainer. You can't say no to that. You're you're an up and coming developer. You're trying to get your here, game out there and try to make as here, much money as possible. Here's what other people don't understand: because of the discounts, right? Gearbox and Epic can even discount the game on their launcher, right? And say, hey, we're giving twenty percent off because the publisher is making more money. They're making ninety three percent, and they're only making seventy percent. They can actually give a discount, and then you. The player that loves those games can get a discount off those games because they're making more money in their pocket. Uh, by the way, by the way, since there's no actual product and it's just a digital product that right. goes over the internet, that's a hundred percent profit. It's not. There's not even a split at that point. Right. 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 There's no. There's no box. There's no disc. There's no shipping. There's no paying any truckers. No paying for gas. Zero. Storefront. The game goes into your house and into your hand immediately. <clears throat> right. Okay. So the split that they get into the developer is still good because the money that they're collecting for doing nothing except launching the a same game yeah. is plenty. Right. Is plenty. Right. So that's it about the Epic Game Store. Look, I have no problem with the Epic Game Store. I'm a PC gamer. I'm a gamer. I don't care if the UPS guy delivers my package or FedEx delivers my package or the post office delivers my package. They're all delivering my package, right? And it all comes to the, the same location. I don't care who gives what. I just want to play my game. And if the best gaming experience is the game itself, I don't care how I get it, right? Think, think about that. Well, I can buy it from Xbox digitally, or I can go to GameStop and buy it digitally, or I can go to GameStop and buy it physically. Sorry, you're blurring out. The, the government's listening in to us. They're blowing out. Oh, my God, you're back. I thought the Epic Launcher did that to you. Sorry. I thought I thought the Epic Launcher was, was hacking into your computer. It was Steam. And, and, and breaking it down. I oh. don't like Steam. Oh, my God. I thought we were going to lose Sarge there for a second. Whew. Epic Launcher almost took him out. Almost took him out. All right, so the last thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3. We're all hyped about Borderlands 3, okay? Uh, I'm looking for the new trailer that came out. Does somebody have a link? What do I type into uh, Border Borderlands 3 trailer? That's one week ago, one day ago. Announced trailer. That's it. Got it. Boom. Okay. This was the announcement trailer. We're going to watch this now. Uh, this is your first time seeing it, right, Sarge? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see the new one. All right. I'm not getting the sound. I'm not getting any sound. Like, click on the, the the sound button. I did. I did. It's just music. Oh, 
You know what this game has that, that other looter shooters didn't have? What's that? A complete story. Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. That cover art is awesome. Is this the whole thing? It's supposed to be Jesus, right? And I just wanna, I just wanna say I was also right about when it released. I said September, uh, about six months ago. I said it'll release sometime in the in, in next year. <clears throat> we'll, we'll keep it there. Hey, I wonder how long it's going to take for someone to take this scene right here. Hold on. I don't need the music playing again. Uh, this scene right here where the loot comes out. Oh, I think I think I maybe I surpassed it. Did I do the loot? First of all, there's always some asshole who's going to say something about there's not a there's no such thing as a billion guns. And a number one. Oh, this scene right here, <laughs> where it's literally <laughs> raining, <laughs> raining guns. I, I guarantee you, someone's gonna be like, "That's not in the game. It's, it's not in the game. They they lie to us. It's, it's well, not. Listen, it's not in the game. It depends on what boss you defeat. It looks like that sometimes. Not in the game. Look how many guns are falling out of the sky. If it's like that, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Listen, it, it makes it fun, right? The game is fun. It's supposed to be like every time you pick up a different gun, it's like, how's this gun good? Let me try this gun out for a little while. All right, let me try this gun out for a little while. Let me, okay, let me try this one out. And you keep switching. You're not, you don't have one gun and running around the entire game the entire in the beginning. You don't have the one gun just owning everything. Right. Right. After you do the sixth playthrough. And you don't care anymore, and you got every legendary. Then you're running around smoking people instantaneously. That's the whole point. You learn which guns do what. Right, right. That's a, that's that's a beautiful box art, by the way. It's right. like it's it's a picture of Jesus, though. I know the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I know it, that I know that picture. If you if you look, all the roses have the the players' faces in them and stuff. Oh, do they? Yeah. So is is that, is that gonna be the box art? You think? Oh, that is the box art. Yeah, it's the box you art. Think so yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they've changed the background for the different editions that you buy as well. So. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So, mind you, I'm a Borderlands fan. But here's what I don't like what they're doing right now, right? It's fucking brilliant by them, by the way, right? It's it's brilliant. So you can buy... You can buy Borderlands. There's the standard edition. There's the deluxe edition. Can okay. you bring this up on the screen? Because yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. So there's a standard edition. Yeah, I'll make it bigger. There's a standard edition, there's a deluxe edition, there's a super deluxe edition, there's a collector's edition, and there's the season pass. Now, if you notice, the season pass doesn't have a price anywhere, right? No price for the season pass yet. Don't pre-order. Doesn't matter, bro. They'll pay any amount. <laughs> well, the standard edition is the normal price of 60 bucks. The deluxe edition is $79.99. And what you get with this is it contains the gold weapon trinket, the gold weapon skins that are acceptable to all guns in the game. So you can add the skin to the game. Okay, uh, deluxe bonus content pack includes a retro cosmetic pack, a neon cosmetic pack, a gearbox cosmetic pack, toy box 
weapon pack, and XP, and loot drop boost XP. Now, if this was a gas service game, I would have a problem with this. Pay to win. Because it's pay to win. But if it's just a PvE, standalone, Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2 type thing, I don't give a shit. Because I want to give you because I want to give you the extra money so I can finish the game faster. That's the whole reason why I'm giving you extra money. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So then the Super Deluxe Edition has all that stuff that I just said. Okay. But it also comes with the season pass. So you're assuming the season pass is 40 bucks. Right? 40 bucks. Actually, no. Season pass is only $20 at that point. Because this is 80 bucks. The deluxe edition is 80 bucks with the cosmetic stuff. And the Slooper, Super Ducks Deluxe Edition is an additional $20. So it's $100. Okay. And you get the season pass. So that would make the season pass only $20. Now, once it launches on launch day on September 13th, this price point of the Super Deluxe Edition goes from $100 to $120. Okay, it goes up an additional $20, meaning you're paying 40 bucks for the pass. So what this is doing is forcing people, okay, to buy a pre-order. Because why would you spend an additional $20 if you're going to buy the season pass and pay 40 bucks for the season pass instead of paying $20 for the season pass? Now, if you think about it, this is fucking smart. Because they're with the Epic Store, okay? This deal only works for the Epic Store and for Xbox and PlayStation 4. So if you're a person that's on PC and you're like, well, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to pre-order. I'm boycotting you even though I'm going to the console and I'm going to pay this up front. Okay? Even I'm going to give you $250. These people might actually spend more money because once the date hits, this goes up in price. Meaning when it comes out for Steam in April of 2020, that they're paying $120 for something that would have cost them $100. Okay, back in the day. Now, you're not getting that content right away. So the game comes out September 13th, and then you're still waiting for that DLC. Now, the DLC for Borderlands usually happens like, what, it's like three months after, and then it goes one, two. Yes, you know. but it was, I hate to use the word leaked. It was <laughs> talked about that all the pieces of the DLC will be out within the year. Right. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like three months, and then boom, 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 boom. They, every two months or so, they, they, they've come out. That's what they've done always in the past, right? And then there's the $250 edition, which is, you know, the Diamond Loot Chest Collector's Edition. I think it actually comes with a... Action figures. Yeah, it comes with all the action figures. It comes with a Diamond Loot Chest replica. It literally comes with a loot, like a chest. Okay, Borderlands 3 character figurines. You mean, you mean a plastic decorative box that's going to hold shit for you in your room? Correct. That's what that is. Uh, you get 10 figurines. 10 figurines. I don't know if it's... They don't say what 10. Right, it's, it might figurine. be just random 10. It might be a random 10. Uh, oh, no, it's a collector thing. You get a Sanctuary 3-snap model. 3-snaps. Three 3-snaps, three okay? You get Volky uh, keychains, four of them. Cloth Galactic Map. Galaxy Map, sorry, Galaxy Map. Cloth. Galaxy Map. How many worlds? Might be vinyl. Well, hold on a wait. second. Galaxy Map. Wait. How many fucking worlds are they giving us if they're giving us a Galaxy Map? Okay, okay but time out, time out. First of all, the difference between worlds and levels is the same if there's 20 levels in the game and you make it into one game one world 20 levels or four worlds five levels each it's the same shit i don't, you know think, what I'm saying? I don't think i know what you're saying i know what you're saying <laughs> it's the same shit i am on a different planet and the boards think, look the same i think you're gonna get shit. i think you're gonna get 20 20 levels per board 
and there's gonna be like I, I wish four to five planets. I wish. And then every DLC if that comes that out. The game, if that's the game, I wish well, that's the it, way it, it was. It, but you know that's not gonna be it. It it, it might be. We're gonna see. See, they changed the cover art. See, the standard edition has the blue background, right? Then the deluxe edition has the red background, and then the super deluxe edition has the gold background, and then the collector's edition has the, the fucking case, which is I think is the shittiest looking box art, if you ask me. And then the season pass, uh, you get DLC. Yes, but what they don't tell you is the two hundred and fifty dollar one. You don't get the game. Yeah, you get the game. No, and you get all that other stuff, but you don't get the game. No, you get. I think you get the game. I'm pretty sure you get. Make the game. sure. Make sure. Like, uh, I bet you. I bet you with the two fifty one, you don't get the game. Well, why would they give you the season pass without the game? I'm telling you. I bro. have to. I have to say though, it doesn't say on here that you get the game. But then again, it doesn't say on any of them that you get the game. So, you get the game. You get the game. Okay. Uh, the season pass, if you get the season pass, you also get the Butt Stallion weapon skin, Butt Stallion weapons tricket, and Butt Stallion grenade. Huh? Huh? The Butt Stallion. I'm stoked for this game. I'm, re I'm really enjoying uh, playing Borderlands 2. We're going to be playing Borderlands 1. I was supposed to start playing Borderlands 1, like, days ago. But uh, under the weather... Um, but the remaster just came out. What do you mean days ago? Well, I was supposed, no, I meant I was supposed to be playing Borderlands like all this week. I was, I was supposed to be playing Borderlands, and then we were supposed to play yesterday, uh, yesterday uh, afternoon, and then today, Borderlands 1, which we will do. Um, I don't know if I'm streaming tomorrow because now I'm better, but my wife is sick. So now I'm, I have to take care of my wife as she took care of me. Uh, so... Uh, that's what's happening with the Borderlands. Next week we're back to normal. Uh, we're gonna and there might be some weekend streams this so weekend. So did you did you load up? Did you load up Borderlands one? I did. I, I thought I thought it looks really nice. I popped in. I made a character for Mordecai and for Roland. Uh, well, no, I didn't make her sick. Uh, oh, I, so you picked you picked Mordecai? I picked Mordecai and I picked Roland. I was gonna make all characters one just to get past that fucking opening, the the tutorial type stuff, just to get into that first city. Um. And then I got some guns right off the bat. I played for maybe I'm level six with Mordecai. I had, they gave you like TK's legendary shotgun. I yeah, was I got a shotgun and, and, away, yeah. and I got a, a rocket launcher. Oh, then you got something different. I got the well, no, I, I opened got a up, sniper rifle. Well, and, no, and a, and I opened I opened up a chest, and in that chest with a golden key, I got yeah. the hive mind and I got a shotgun. Hive mind's good. The hive mind's a brand new weapon, and so the hive mind and the shotgun are ridiculous. All my other ones are like 24 points, 24, 26. This one's like 234. And like it's like leveled up to like level 10 already. So I'm like using that weapon right now. It, I think it looks great. I think it looks phenomenal. The, the, the original game was good, but it was very dark compared to the second one. Very dark. I think they've done a really good job with the with the upgrading it. I like the the mini map. I like the the skins that they put on. There's they changed the menu systems. They changed a bunch of uh the UI did change. Yeah, the UI changed a little bit. Um it's, it's still hard as hell though, without having oh. the without having the badass guns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I was getting getting run over a lot. So, so uh, I'm I'm definitely uh, interested in playing that. Uh, I don't know if you want to play Borderlands One and then like go through with each of the characters and then move on to Borderlands well, Two. No, I, I thought I thought or honestly, we, or thought we playing one character uh, then going on to the next character one. character all the way through. The entire series, and then you restart again at the beginning with a different character all the way well, through. Well, they're I different characters, it. though, as you go through. No, no, I know that, but what I'm saying is one character all the way through. All right, how about this? And then next game. Not right. not same game 
four times, and then the next game. So then, how about this? Because times. there's each character in each of the games is almost similar. Like like Mordecai is zero, right? And then zero is uh, who's who's like the sniper class in uh, pre sequel. I forget who it is. Uh, probably probably the Jack Doppelganger. I think it is. You're right. Uh, Zane, I think his name is, or uh, uh, not Zane. I'm thinking of the the video. Uh, I forget his name. Anyway, so if you pick Mordecai from the beginning, do you have to pick the sniper class throughout each each of the things? No, I, I still I don't care what you pick as long as you don't pick, as long as you don't pick the same dude. Oh no, yeah, dude. we're we not gonna pick a, the same dude. We gotta have a different character thing going. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be the uh, Mecromancer. I believe when we play Borderlands two. So like, I really like I really like Maya. Like Maya is my character. Like I love the siren in the second one. Oh, yeah, I like the Mecromancer the, the best in the in the in the second one. So I don't think actually I think I've never played Maya. I've never played Maya. Anyway, we're we're gonna be playing a shit ton of Borderlands. Uh so get comfortable. If you don't like it, I, I guess you're gonna have to watch somebody else for a bit, because uh I'm gonna be playing Borderlands till I'm I'm like oh, I fucking can't stand it. i I might take a break about three you're, weeks. You're definitely, you're, you're, you, three you're weeks. definitely gonna burn out. Yeah, you're that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna take a break about three weeks before Borderlands Three comes out, so that way there's like no Borderlands. Then bo boom, into Borderlands once again. So, uh, yeah, you should, probably you, should, you should probably take the break during the All Star break for baseball, and then go back that's into July. This way. When we finish when we finish Tiny Tina's house on Dragon Keep. When we finish that, then we go right into Borderlands Three. Well, that's July All Star break. No, I know that. That's when you stop playing Borderlands for a little while, and then we start playing again. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying. You wanna, you wanna be in, in Tiny Tina's Dragon Keep, like the last month, and then go into Borderlands Three. <clears throat> what gift is that, Hambo? <laughs> All right. Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say another thing. Uh, I forget what I was gonna say now. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to um, Borderlands 3. It looks phenomenal. We still don't know much about it yet, though. We still don't know much about it. It still has a possibility of becoming some sort of games of service or something. Listen, I Microtransaction don't, I, I, filled. I no longer have blind loyalty in this atmosphere anymore. I, I, think, I think the game itself, though, I mean, when I'm watching this trailer again, there's there's so much. I'll, I'll play it again while we're, uh, we're, we're sitting here just... No, vo no volume. I, but, I, but I, listen, I really hope that they got rid of those load areas. I hope it's open world. I, I, I'm predicting that there's going to be no load screens in between each section. It's going to be just That's what, that's just what I'm open. hoping. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to be. That would bring Borderlands. Otherwise, where is the innovation? That will bring Borderlands to the next level as far as that. Um, I think the graphics here are phenomenal. I make another prediction. I think those twins are part of Jack. Either they have some sort of part no, of Jack. Both, both they're both. They're, listen, they're both sirens. They're both sirens. Right? I understand that. They're both sirens. And what ended up happening was probably their mother. Their mother probably was either a siren or new. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is they, Jack is their dad. Them, that's why. That's why there's a male siren because they're twins. That's why I'm saying I think Jack is the father. Oh, and they were part. Yeah, and they're part of the. They're part of the testing process that was in the. Uh, the sanctuary. Wildlife Exploitation the, the, Center. Yes, that's what I think. That's what I think. Jack, even though is, even though Randy will actually, will actually know because there'll actually be a story. How about that? Even though Randy said Jack is dead, I believe he's dead, but his subconscious is somewhere 
Because if you played Tales of the Borderlands, all right, you you know that his brain, like he went into somebody else's head and controlled them. So who's to say he's not somewhere else? I agree. Right? I agree. So <clears throat> he is dead, like bodies physically dead, but his brains are still still out there somewhere. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Super excited. I'm super excited uh, to play Borderlands uh, throughout the week. Oh, this is the thing that happened in Borderlands 3. This is what I was talking about. The leveling system, Sarge. Get this. Get this. This is pretty exciting. No matter if you're level 1 and I'm level 30, we can play together, and it actually scales. So you don't leave someone behind. So you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're level 30... So a, that means it scales to the lower person. So so you can always play no matter what level you're on and what, what you're doing. And, and loot, you can actually opt in to be loot ninja'd or not loot, uh, shared loot or not shared loot, right? So like, that's a, that's a bonus. That is a bonus. Well, right? it's not, not a bonus. That should have been a given. But it, well, I actually kind of like that you, you with people people just keep picking up every yeah, gun they, they pick can. up anything you know impossible, right? And then you're like, hey, do you have a sniper? No, I don't have a sniper. I saw you. I saw you pick up a sniper. I saw you pick it up, no, bro. I don't. I don't have I a sniper. You, you don't even use up. snipers. Can I have the gun, please? You know. Thank you very much, uh, Tweak, for that for the fifty embers. Thank you, Fox, for the embers earlier in the in the uh, in the show. Appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, so there's no more loot ninja there. Uh, supposedly crossplay, like we were talking about earlier in the show with the Epic Launcher. Hopefully, I'm not sure it's gonna be thing. everybody. It might be PC and Xbox, but I'm not sure it'd be PlayStation. And and co-op couch co-op with four player. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah, but you're, gonna, you're gonna have to have a big TV for that one. Let's be honest. Who doesn't have a 56 inch television now? Come on. I, I bought one recently. <laughs> Come on, right? If you're a gamer, you have you have some sort of big television in your house. Right. Let's let's just be honest. Uh, that's the end of the show. Episode one sixty five is in the. Oh nope, that's the wrong button. Episode one sixty five is in the can. I appreciate you guys coming out and watching. If you're listening to on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor.fm, uh, please hit that subscribe button, heart button, star button, whatever button it is. Appreciate you guys listening uh, on the audio portion. Uh, if you want to come live and watch us live, you can watch us on Thursday nights, eight p.m. Eastern. Generation X Gaming is on www mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming i do appreciate you guys coming out and watching there is no stream tonight there is no castle crashers this week sorry i'm a, I'm, I'm sick i'm exhausted i don't feel like talking anymore uh and i'll be back hopefully tomorrow morning if not i'll see you guys throughout the weekend i am going to do some late night uh to make up for some of the streams that i missed uh throughout the week i uh, appreciate you guys very much thanks for watching see you guys in the next one take care guys